welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. You bet. There is a great energy in the gym. We're here, firmly in the new year, ready to go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome, Beans. Great to see you. Love the new well, t-shirt. Thank you. Yep. It was, it was a gift. It's a great gift. Yes. It's a great gift. Yes. It is the awkward family photo style t-shirt of... Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, thank you. Good for Obi-Wan. Thank you, Chance. But, Great yes. Great Chance. Yes, so... Good job, bud. Obi-Wan is my favorite Star Wars character. As he far. should be. Like, That's great. It's a great pick. I'd be lying if I said he wasn't. Don't lie. Tell the truth always. I would never lie. Unless it's really bad. Then just, you know... A little white lie in there. Right, maybe. right, right. Sure, right. sure. Well, here we are. It's, uh, it's podcasting time. What a great time it is. That's really neat. So we're out of the holidays, we're into the doldrums of winter, and that's perfectly fine. Um, does as, as time passes, do you enjoy winter more, enjoy it less, strongly dislike? Where are you at with winter these days? Indifferent. Okay, I don't know. pretty firmly neutral. Like, it's like... Mm. Like, I get snow days again, so uh-huh. that's kind of cool. Because, uh-huh. uh-huh. like, I haven't had snow days since school. Sure. So, I do get those now since I'm working at the camera wash. It's kind of nice. Right. Sometimes right. it's like... Kind of brings back that little nostalgic love. Right. A little bit. And then other times it's like, I have to go scoop all the snow out <laughs> from my car and drive. See, back yeah. when I was working at yeah. the grocery store, Ooh. I had to risk my entire life. Just to make sure we were open at 8 for the three people that needed cabbage. Totally worth it. Yeah. Cabbage and celery. It's like, are these people really the going to come out for cabbage? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Hard to get excited about that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. We get out early maybe once in a while. Once in a blue moon. But Big baby, though. Bit hard. Big baby. I don't think at my first location we got out early once. Yeah. And right. I was dealing with, and I remember being the dairy cooler for a tornado. <laughs> yeah, yep. They, they weren't like, time. hey, go home. <laughs> I was like, hey, get in the cooler. The tornado, look get, out. <laughs> get the 10 customers that are still crazy enough to yeah. be getting milk yeah. and throw them in there. You know, I haven't done in a long time that I would just, I would love to do, I'd love to build a big snow fort. That'd be great. Uh, today's snow would have been perfect for it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of it. It's, it's moist. It's malleable. It's ready to be moldable. That's right. Ready to be molded into what you want it to be. I remember a couple of years ago, we had a fairly substantial snow. And with uh, with our two oldest kids, I don't remember how old they would have been at the time, like five and two or three, tried making a snow for it with them. And they just didn't get it. They did not understand the concept. They kept breaking the dang thing. It's like, guys, this could be awesome. Build it with me. I was on an island. It was ridiculous. So now, did you already have a snow pile that you like piled up and, and worked with? I, I I piled it up myself. Yeah, really. right. With like yeah, a so snow I kind of brought I kind of brought with a shovel. I just shoveled it over into a substantial pile, shaped it by hand, and it just wasn't appreciated. Yeah, so I didn't feel like the effort was uh, acknowledged or enjoyed. Yeah, because my sister and I we took whatever the snow plow yes. built up, yep. and then we either turned it into a mountain we could sled down mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a snow fort. That's what I need to do. I need to go sledding. That's where that's where the fun in winter is, right? Go it's find true. a big sledding hill and just go down. Just go nuts. Or roll down it. Sure. Push someone down it. Push kind of someone depends. down it. Yeah. I'm all about pushing people. <laughs> so I've got a few people in mind that just love to push down. You push snow people hill. into the pool before, haven't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. No shit. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. It, and you would do it again. Yeah. Sometimes they deserve it. <laughs> Other times, I just wanted to. Because they're like, I don't want to get wet. And I'm like, well, Tough. that is the key word for me. Right. That just means you have to. Because now you're getting wet. Now you're in. Love it. I'm a monster. Hey, at least you acknowledge it. Right? You're fully aware of who you are. It's what makes me fun. That's really great. Well, speaking of pushing people into pools, let's let's push ourselves into this brand new year. And something I thought that would be worthwhile is we acknowledged, hey, 2022 overall was kind of, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't terrible, nor was it spectacular in terms of the pop culture that we had the opportunity to consume, be entertained by. There were some hits, there were some misses, and a lot of stuff in between. So what is it? Right. What are we looking forward to? We've got a fresh year ahead of us, a big batch of content coming down the pipe. We're about a month away 
from Ant-Man Quantumania. So it's on the horizon, on the horizon. And we're going to get into the trailer for Ant-Man. We're going to get into the trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3. So we know, hey, there's great things to look forward to. What, what, What would it take for you, for me, to come back to this pod a year from now and say, hey, 2023, banger of a year. Crushed it. What are we hoping for, Riles? Um, so I want Marvel. I want them to hit the gym. Okay. Okay. Grab the barbell. Yep. You know, quit yep. benching the barbell. Ooh, no more bench. Throw some weight mm-hmm. on there. I want some weight. All right. I want to come into Ant-Man and the Wasp and worry about everyone dying. And by the way, if Hank Pym dies, fantastic. Sure. Okay? And and there's nothing wrong with Michael Douglas. I love Michael Douglas, okay? He sucks. I one time I recorded him in a in a conference, okay? I I'm a Michael Douglas guy, all right? He's a cool dude. He's an absolute jerk. Wouldn't mind him dying. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. He's got a great voice. Good for you, Mike. All I know is he doesn't wear underwear. Now. What? Yes. All the time? Like exclusively? So Was this part of the conference? Okay. Oh, we, we side, got a Side story? Yep. Side story. Yep. Okay. Me too. So, um, for reference, uh, I did. I ran camera in college yes, for did. the my college team. Okay. And so I got invited to this conference out in L.A. And so we got to be on the... Lot. It's uh, like a, for all the producers that are trying to learn yep. tricks of the trade, figure out the funding, Exchange, all the fun jazz. craft, all that good stuff. Right. You bet. So they bring in these people that um, are, have all this experience. So sure. there's like very famous producers. There's also very famous like – other people like the first year I was there, mm-hmm. it was Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. So I actually sat down because it was my off day, and I wasn't volunteering. So and I got his to, presence, right? So I got to sat down and I listened to him talk about his stuff, which I remember zero of because I was just in shock and awe. I was watching Kevin Feige. You're too deeply in love. Close, Sounds right? Like love, right? And he wore his iconic hat. Props to the guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, where it's was a great going? experience. Yes. Yeah. So. That first year I was volunteered. Second year I actually got paid to run camera. So I'm running camera, nice. camera for in like the main hall. Is Michael Douglas aware that you recorded him? I mean, he should be, right? Yeah, he, he knew it was being filmed. I don't think he knew that I was doing the filming. Dick. Yeah. So yeah, I was. I like the guy. So it was Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito. Stop. Right. Those two. Stop it. They were talking. Okay, <laughs> that was the whole panel. Was those two? By the way, hilarious. It was. It was the highlight of the whole trip. They're fantastic. They're like really good friends in real life. Okay. So they just okay. like bounce back and forth, yeah. give each other shit. It was fantastic, yeah. right? So after we get done filming them, this is so funny. So after we get done filming them, I'm talking to my boss at the time, and he goes, "Yeah, so we kind of had to." limit where the camera was showing of Michael. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, because um, the dude just he, he was, doesn't bundle up. Right, he was freeballing. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, if we held it on there too long, you could... Things would be revealed. Right, and I'm like... We have a wardrobe malfunction on I'm our like, hands. I was like, that is so ballsy. <laughs> I love it. So... Um, Incredible. So incredible. Hold on though. It gets better. So I had a buddy, right? And he is in like this personal interview room. So okay. somebody gets to interview yep, little one-on-one somebody else that was at the conference, yep. whatever. Yep. So he's in there for the Danny DeVito interview. And he tell he comes out and he tells me, he's like, dude, you're never gonna believe this. I go, What? He goes, Danny DeVito ain't wearing underwear. I'm like, stop it. He's like, no. He's like, you could like, you could see just, too much. Right. I was like, they just told me about, about Michael Douglas. So I was like, did is they plan it? Is this why they're friends? Is this why they're buddies? Is this right. how they bonded originally? <laughs> right. Did Dude, they... I don't wear underpants. Neither do I. Yeah, right. Dude, did they like plan it in advance because they think it'd be hilarious? Or was it like because they're both in their <laughs> 70s, who gives a shit? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Hilarious. Wow. Okay. Wow. So anyways, back on track. So I... Michael Douglas, Danny DeVito, National... National treasures for those that believe in the free balling. Right. Good and for them. So, I want some weight. 
right? I want to feel like I could lose somebody anytime. And now we're off to a great start because okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp, it seems like there's a lot of weight. Okay. Right? Yeah. Looking at Secret Invasion, it looks like it's going to be a lot of Some weight. Half All right? Okay. I, don't, okay. I don't need jokes, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still worn out from Thor 4. Mm. That wore me out, dude. Mm. I don't want to see another movie like that for, for probably ever. Never. Okay. I never want to see that again. Okay. With Thor anyways. How is that more quippy than Spider-Man? Can we talk about that? Absolutely ridiculous. Anyways. Yeah. So I want some weight. Yeah. No Way Home gave me weight. There were jokes, but there was also a there lot of weight. There were stakes. People died. Okay? People thought about killing other people. That's fantastic. Okay? That's what I want. I that's want great. weight. That's what I okay. my hope is for in 2023. That's a good, yeah, that's a good broad... It's a really good broad hope. I am hoping for, and we'll stay on the Marvel track here, for character growth and development. You brought up Spider-Man No Way Home. That is an outstanding example of, even in just one movie, how much the character of Peter Parker was forced to change and develop. He got brought from where he was at the beginning of the movie and from what we had known him to be to an extremely different character and in an extremely different set of circumstances by the end of that movie. That's powerful stuff. That is part of what has been the magic of the MCU through the first three phases is how much different characters have changed. Captain America, Tony Stark, all these characters, Bruce Banner, so many. Thor! Thor, so much change. And... Part of, I think, what the challenge was for Phase 4 is, hey, they're trying to introduce a slew of new characters, and there's a challenge that's inherent of you're spending so much time establishing who the character is, how much can the character really change? How much can the character develop? Now, it's possible. You've got plenty of great origin stories out there that I don't think Phase 4 accomplished in a lot of respects, but now that you've laid the groundwork with so many new characters, let's start seeing some some payoff, if not with phase four characters that were introduced in 2022, how about the characters that we're going to see in 2023, like Ant-Man, like more transformation with Loki, um, shoot, Secret Invasion, there's an opportunity for a whole lot of payoff in there. The Marvel's movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, so there's a lot of opportunity, so I think I've got my hope in a appropriate place, for some genuine, I like what you said about weight and some continuous character transformation. Because that's what stories are all about. Like, let's see the character change. Let's see the character develop. And I think Marvel can do that in 2023. I think they've got a great chance to do that. And I'm hopeful, hopeful for that with Marvel. What, so what do you want to see from DC? Because we kind of got Marvel focused a little bit. Um, yep. No, and I think it's appropriate to segment it. With DC, whoa, man, whoa, to have hope, like, right. <laughs> I would hope to have hope. Uh, I would love to be surprised by the Flash movie. I'd love to be surprised by the Blue Beetle movie. I'm hoping that Shazam doesn't disappoint, that it lives up to the expectation that was created by a really good first Shazam movie. Right. And I, I really enjoyed the first Aquaman movie, so I hope that it is a worthwhile, what is probably going to be a send-off for Jason Momoa right. as the as the character. Uh, I thought James Wan did a great job as the director crafting that story, the setup for Black Manta. I mean, he was a part, of course, of the original Aquaman movie, but I think he has an opportunity to have a much bigger role in Aquaman 2, so I would hope to see more of Black Manta, have him take on a bigger, better role. So, and just to come out of the year with some semblance of hope in the sense of there is a tangible and worthwhile direction that DC is headed because it's been so back and forth, which we've discussed ad nauseum, so we don't need to rehash all that, but to come through 2023 to genuinely, <laughs> to just overuse the word, to feel hopeful, like, hey, we're going somewhere good. This is encouraging. That's 
That's where I would like to end up at the end of 2023 with DC. And if they are able to drop a Penguin show in there, I wouldn't complain. That'd be great. That's where I'm at. How about you? Two things. Number one, I want an announcement after the Flash movie Mm -hmm. that Ezra Miller is fired. (laughs) Okay, that's number one. That's number one. And it shouldn't even be a topic because it should have been done by now. Okay. I don't want him even because I heard that they're considering bringing him back and letting him stay. Weird guy. I swear to you, DC. I swear to you. You will have an. I always talk about burning things to the ground. That is your your go to, the pyrotechnics. I won't even have to do it this time. If Ezra Miller somehow stays as the Flash after you got rid of Henry Cavill as Superman, good luck. You're done. Okay. It's done. It's over. Okay. Okay. Good hold. Good hold. Like, Tic tac toe, you lose. Okay, I don't. That doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not so num- number two. I just want continuity that makes sense. Uh-huh. That's all I want. I don't care. And and let me be very clear about continuity. I don't need everything to go into everything else. That's not what I. I, I don't care. Sure. So not okay. necessarily overlap. Just a cohesive story. I want cohesion. Uh, yeah. Right. I want like like I didn't think Black Adam was bad. Right, Henry Cavill shows up. I'm like, great. We know the direction we're going. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then you got rid of Superman. It's like, no, you don't. So, I will be really interested to see what James Gunn releases here, Mm -hmm. which hopefully comes out by the end of this month because I think they talked about January, right? So hopefully by next podcast, we're talking about Ant Man and we're talking about. Right. The new DC slate. Right. So that's what I want. I want yep. continuity that makes sense. I think I think Blue Beetle has potential to be really good. Yep. I think um, I think Aquaman's gonna be fantastic. I think Shazam's got a potential to be really good. I think the Flash is gonna be a shit show. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, we're gonna be straight up, up about it. It's gonna suck. Okay. If the promotional art I saw was real, no. Throw it away. Burn it. Okay? But Besides the point, that's what I want to see. The I want to see yep. continuity that makes sense. Show yeah. me that you have a plan. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Here's here's something else I'm hopeful for. We're gonna. I like this swing between the DC and the Marvel. I'm gonna swing back to the Marvel side. I am hopeful that Marvel will continue its run because I do think they're on a run. I'm hopeful they're gonna continue the run in 2023 of outstanding villains. Outstanding villains. They're on a really good streak of villains. And that was something that if you rewind all the way back to the phase two in particular, phase one a little bit as well, that was a struggle at times to have villains or adversaries that were worthy and worthwhile foes for our heroes. They obviously knocked it out of the park with Thanos. But a lot of the earlier Marvel movies, like I'm thinking of Whiplash in Iron Man 2, that was hard to get excited about. And that wasn't his fault. That and was it wasn't. Because I liked his character. You bet. There's a good character in there. Malekith in Thor The Dark World, another great character. That was a whiff. That, yep. That one was straight up a whiff. That was a whiff. But Marvel's had a great run of well-selected and well-executed villains going back to revitalizing Willem frickin' Defoe as the Green Goblin, Gore the God Butcher. Christian Bale crushed it. He's in enough screen time. It was still a well, well executed in that respect character. Um, good grief, Namor in the most recent Black Panther movie was an outstanding, outstanding villain. And I think there's a great opportunity They've introduced Kang, of course, in Loki, the first season. Kang has staying power. Like you talk about what you talk about, Hef. This is not a villain. This is not a character designed to be a one and done, right? As disappointing as that was for Gore in Thor 4, we're getting Kang for a while, I believe. Um, So I'm really hopeful that we're going to continue that run and see it grow and expand so that's that's where my hope is. I mean, we do have a real good potential because Ant Man and the Wasp. The main focus is going to be Kang. Yes, and he looks like this is going to be Kang the Conqueror. This and Jonathan is Majors is a freak. Um, dude, he's a freak. Did you see his like no shirt shots from pho- photographs? Not normal. Not normal. 
No, I, I not like, normal. It's like that dude would eat me. He he has eaten excessive definition, and yet it's fantastic. It's it's ridiculous. So yeah, he there's yeah. a reason his his name is Conqueror. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we got Kang and Modok. He's familiar with weights. Right. Uh, yep. We got Modok, yep. and I'm actually excited about Modok. Yep. Yep. And we'll get we'll get into that. Yep. Good, call. Um, Good call. Secret Invasion. We don't know who the main villain's going to be, but that looks like it has potential. Yes. Because it's like a yes. whoa. Where is it coming from? Yeah. And then. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, we're getting the High Evolutionary, mm-hmm. which I think has a really good potential to be a really good villain for Rocket. Yep. Um, and the we, Guardians of the Galaxy have had good villains so far. For sure. Yeah. Ronan was good. They shouldn't have killed him, but he was a worthwhile, like, powerful dude in Ron- the first movie. Ronan could have been redeemable, too, in yep. a sense. Ego was... I enjoyed I enjoyed him a lot. Ego was good. Yep, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So I think that I've got trust... To see what they do with the High Evolutionary in Volume Three, Echo. It's probably going to be Kingpin, sure. which we all love, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. So hopefully they just yep. nail that correctly. Um, Loki season two. I'm assuming. Well, we don't know who the villain of season two is going to be. I'm assuming Kang, but right. that's just a guess. Right. Um, yeah. The Marvels. Did they announce the villain of that yet? No. no. So we have no idea there. Yeah. Blade, if that well, that got pushed back, so that's definitely this is not accurate. Yeah. Ironheart, it looked like uh, the hood was going to be the villain there. That mm-hmm. looks like that's going to mm-hmm. be sweet. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just twenty twenty three off of this yeah. list. Agatha, we're not going to count, but <laughs> so, yeah, don't know what to make of that one. Yeah, so I, I think there's reason to be hopeful for the for the uh, villains uh, in twenty twenty three, the adversaries, if you will. So that that's great. Like you need if you're going to have a great superhero movie or show you need a great bad guy a great adversary to compete against so i think there's some really really solid characters to to be to put that hope in so absolutely yeah that's that's a little bit more of a honed in hope on the marvel side um and then for the dc side i am hopeful that we're going to get something. I don't know what it's going to be. All right, so this is really ambiguous. But we're going to get something out of that Flash movie that actually carries over into this new era that is going to make that whole movie worthwhile. This is a distant hope. I'm not hoping for a great movie, but I'm hoping there's some element of it that actually benefits that next phase. That's where I'm at. I'm holding on very loosely to that hope. Very loosely. I'm not even touching the rope. <laughs> I ain't even going to. Hard gonna... pass. Nope, it's not tied to anything. No. Nope. It's going to fall down the cliff. That's a very rickety bridge. And it feels like if I take one step, okay. the wood's going to fall out. So, I ain't jumping on that one. Here's one more hope I'm hopeful. DC. I'm hopeful for you that you're hopeful. Yes, thank you. I'm hopeful for an Aquaman and Black Manta throw down. I believe that one will happen. See, yeah. that's a good one to yeah. have. Yeah. Because that's I... a better one to put some trust in. Because, I, first of all, Black Manta, fantastic villain in the first one. Yeesh. Second, and I will say... I've said this on the podcast before, and I'm going to say it again. I think Aquaman had... Probably the most crisp fight scenes, fight scenes, yep. fight scenes in a superhero movie that I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's top. I think they're top three, top tier. You could argue. Like, I just remember when they when he first fights Black Manta. That yep. whole fight is just yep. no pun intended. It's fluid. Mm-hmm. Like it's very fluid. It flows really well together. So. Yeah, I'm all in on that. I think yeah. I think that has actual potential. Yeah. So props to you, James Wan, because that's that's all you did. Yeah. So that's great. That's good. Anything else that you're hopeful for as we ease into this new year? No, because because DC no, took the rest of the hope that I had away. Yeah. No, love that. So hey, that's outstanding. Okay, how about we talk a little? Trailer recap, we had new trailers between last pod and this pod for Ant-Man, Quantumania, and The Mandalorian Season 3. Which would you like to hit first? 
what would transition better into our top five if we did it last? Oh, wow. What was our top five? Oh, Marvel. So let's probably yeah, yeah. start off with Mandalorian. Let's do it. Let's hit the Mando. Let's do it. So season three Mandalorian comes out in the not-too-distant future. We got a 90-second trailer, so not a terribly long look, which I'm okay with. They don't actually need to show me anything. They can just tell me, excuse me, this is when uh, the season uh, of Mandalorian, the new season of Mandalorian is coming out. And we're in. And that's it. Yep. Got me. Dive. Dive I in. I am in. I am in. What'd you see? What'd you like? What makes you go, Okay. Uh. Um, I like the fact that it looks like we're going to be going back to the, the home world of the Mandalorians. Sure. Um, it looks like there's <coughs> just going to be an all-out battle between Mandalorians. That looks like that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe Boba Fett will step in. Not that I need him to, because honestly, watching the book of Boba Fett, anyways. Filled your cup. Filled your cup. Something like that. Filled anyways. Yep. Filled my cup up so I could drink it all and forget it. But anyways. Anywho, um, so that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that. There's a lot of ambiguity, ambig, ambiguity, amb- ambiguity. ambiguity. That's it. the word that I wanted. You got it. It's the word of 2023. <laughs> ambiguity. Um, so I like that because I don't know the full direction. Um, <laughs> what I don't like, sure. and I've iterated to this, this to you, yeah. Before, why is the child here? Why is Grogu here? Besides you filling your pockets with more money, you bastards. Okay? Why Why do we have to bring him back? Because, look, the whole point of the first two seasons was character progression for them both. Because they're like, sure. you know what? This is something that I have to do. I have to be a Jedi. Okay? I don't need to be a... Mm-hmm. How is he supposed to be a Mandalorian when he's two inches tall? Okay? It, it is what it is. Anywho. So... To have that, and then for him to come back as a baby. And now the whole thing is like, he's got to protect him. But he has no business being there. You literally... So what, right, what's the reason, what's the rationale that is satisfactory to have Grogu present? Right, because... Because it was such a quality send-off at the end of season two. He goes away with Luke. Right. It's perfect. It was. It's perfect. Yeah. And so, like... Right, you take away all the the entire character arc for both of them, where you know it's one guy who didn't want to be a dad who kind of became a father figure, mm-hmm. and this other guy who's like, "Oh, this is my path. This mm-hmm. is my journey. This is great. Like, I love what he did for me, but right. this time is over." Right. Okay, and now you just have him because now it feels redundant. It feels to the point where it's like, okay, the Mandalorian's got to protect him, and to be honest, if Somebody along Moff Gideon's level... I can't remember. Did Gideon die? No. No. Okay, so Gideon comes back. It's kind of just going to be like... This could have been avoided because he should be with Luke. (laughs) Right? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Gideon ain't going after Luke. Mm -hmm. Okay? He ain't going to go mess with Luke Mm -hmm. because Luke took out freaking Vader. Okay? No one's touching Luke Skywalker. So I don't understand that. And that's where I'm at. And if you were going to bring him back, age him up. I am tired of a baby. Okay? I know how bad you want money. All right? But look at Groot. Groot was a baby for one movie. Okay? And that was enough. That was enough of baby Groot. Now he's a now he's a teenager. And now it looks like he's going to be a grown adult in the You're third one. Fantastic. I don't have to see that dumb little baby tree doping around anymore. It's done. It's over. Now he's grown. He likes playing video games. And he's jacked. Groot is jacked. Why can't you make Grogu jacked? Also hit the weights. Have you ever seen that episode of Family Guy where Stewie goes on steroids? Why can't you do that to Grogu? (laughs) (laughs) They have about the same they have about the same head shape. Same dimensions. Right. Similar dimensions. I don't know. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I I agree. It's It's a question that needs answering and hard to know how they're going to answer it without robbing from season two because that was a glorious conclusion to to your point an outstanding character arc for both mando and grogu so how do you explain hey here's why grogu's a part of this 
without it cheapening what was such a such a rich and well crafted and over the course of two seasons, you know, what, sixteen episodes altogether? That's that's no joke. So uh, that's that's a serious time commitment and character commitment. So it'd be a shame to see it see it cheapened for something that isn't anything beyond man, we we're gonna make more money if we put baby Yoda in this, so let's let's do that. So there's a chance. Uh, there's also a chance that it's not very satisfactory. So time will tell, right? Um, all we all we know, or at least all we think we know from the movies, from the sequels, is that Luke's you know, Jedi apprentices do not stick with him. Right. So we know that's not a final destination, perhaps, for Grogu. But why he's paired back up with the Mandalorian, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm open to it. I'm but, open to it. But at that point, it doesn't need to be either, mm-hmm. right? Because as far as we know, Ben Solo hasn't been born yet in this timeline. He could have been, but as far as we know, he's not around because I feel like if he would have been born, mm-hmm. he would have already been with Luke. That's just that. No, I'm not 100% sure. Right. Yeah, we don't know. He might be. He might be. He might be. But also, they could have, like, it's so far down the line that it yep. doesn't even matter. Yep. Like, you can have him, and then, honestly, what I would have been okay with is Even if they would have done a spinoff with Grogu mm-hmm. and then age him up, wait, yep. like, ten, he's been with Luke for 10, 15 years. Sure. Whatever it needs to be. Yep. He's, like, the... the Some tangible time has passed. Right. So he's older. He's yep. speaking words mm-hmm. because that's what we all want. <laughs> well, that's what I want. Okay? He's speaking words. And he's training these other Jedi, yep. ideally, like he's helping. Sure. So he's like a mini Yoda, maybe, but in his own right, you know, because he's still, like, he's a rebel because he's, like, trained by Amando and then also Star Wars. Maybe, maybe we'll get there. Maybe that's what we're actually going to get. I mean, think of it. Here's a conspiracy theory for you, right? We've had very little in the way of footage actually shown, okay? So who's to say that what we've seen aren't either flashbacks or scenes between Mando and Grogu that you only see like in the first episode, first couple episodes, and then we're not about to take a big leap ahead in time. I hope so. Possible. I really I really hope so because or you know, you could have saved him for Ahsoka because that would have at least made some some sense cuz she's visited him before, she knows him, she's been with Luke. Yep, yep. So like I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, here's what I'm looking forward to is Mandalorian has been the perfect balance of self-contained show that does not need other Star Wars primary characters to show up. Like, it has developed its own well-rounded cast and crew. That's been outstanding. And yet they have been willing to sprinkle in your Boba Fett's, eventually the Luke Skywalker reveal, Ahsoku, sorry, Ahsoku or Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Okay, Ahsoka. You, this just, is me. you just pissed off like this 14 is me Clone Wars fans. expressing my ignorance. I'm, guys, here's... How could you say Ahsoku? Here's the good news. I'm getting into the Clone Wars cartoon with my kids. So oh, you are? I'm getting there. I'm getting there, yeah. That, that's been the big win of 2023 so far. It's, hey, we need a new cartoon to watch on Saturday mornings. Wars. It's solid. We're getting into it. Ahsoka. <clears throat> that has been incredible, right? That has been what I really believe from an expectations perspective that most Star Wars fans want. We don't need callbacks. We don't need endless nostalgia that really doesn't quite pay off. We need new original characters where you start adding. It's more of a supplement. Those those callbacks and that's not the primary source we don't need more skywalker saga we need mandalorian and those type of characters those types of shows we didn't need a book of boba fett because that's again that's the no that's the old character that's the old saga give us the new stuff and there's still two episodes of mandalorian in the seven episode span of book of boba fett yeah by the way if you haven't seen boba fett make sure you watch that before mandalorian season three because 
very key things happen. I will need to actually. Yeah. Good, good honestly, honestly, you could skip the first four. Right, just watch the Mando episodes. And, yeah. and honestly, the last episode is kind of solid because Boba and Mando fight together, which, which seems is pretty great. sweet. Which but, is great. Like, you know, you can definitely pass away or pass away, <laughs> but you can definitely pass <laughs> by like the backstory and the fact of uh, yep. Boba's Vespa riders. Like, you can pass that stuff yeah. up. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic. The question is, as the expectations continue to accelerate with the success of the show, can they meet those expectations? Right. That's a challenge. It, it, but what a great challenge. What a great problem to have. I would love to see them continue to lean into more of the Mandalorian lore to see that expand. That's great. Um, I, I'm really going in very open-minded. I think this is one of those unique pop culture properties that I have enjoyed, but I haven't latched onto in such a passionate way that I have an extensive amount of expectations. I just, I've enjoyed being pleasantly surprised by something that I went into with no expectations and thoroughly enjoyed. So here's hoping season three can deliver on that. That's what I got. It's great. Little Ant-Man Quantumania. I think it's the time. I think it's that time. So we saw the trailer. We saw some things. I, I, I will say the trailer that we witnessed, I compare it to its its kin, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and that trailer was glorious. Like that was in and of itself a cinematic marvel of a trailer. Contrast that with Ant-Man Quantumania trailer. Ah, I see where you're going. It that. was I thought you were going to say the same thing. Not that. No. It was not that. And not to the extent that, hey, all of a sudden I think this movie is doomed and terrible, but it was awkward. I'll, I'll say that. It felt very choppy. Convince me why that's a good thing. Tell me why I should not feel bad about that. I can't and I won't. And here's why. So, for me, there was too much shown. Uh-huh. I have the entire felt that way right I on. have the entire plot of the movie going in. Now, would it be an Ant-Man movie if there wasn't a heist? No. True. Okay? I'm okay. True. I'm okay with there being a heist. Do yeah. I know what he's stealing? No. Do I hope it's important? Yes. Way too much stuff going on. In the sense of I kind of now know what to expect. I mean, we had Kane monologuing the entire plot of the movie, we think. Right. Right? right, right. Hope not. Right. That, that's where I'm going. Hey, I, here's where I could talk myself out of being disappointed in the trailer is uh, it's the classic, hey, we you think we're showing you a lot, but in actuality, we're holding a lot back. Which I hope so. I, I really hope so, too, because it felt like, boy, did they show a ton. And maybe it was choppy. Maybe it was choppy because they had to be uh, discreet, let's say, with what they actually revealed. Maybe. I hope so, Riley. And, you know, because I think about it, and it's like, you get the whole plot. You kind of know what's going to happen with Ant-Man. He's Mm -hmm. trying to get time back with his daughter, which... He's partnering up with Kang. Everybody's telling him, bad idea, bro. Don't do it. And then he realizes, crap, it was a bad idea. And Kang's like, you're right. It was a bad idea. And I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Jeez. And okay. rightfully so, because I could eat you. Do you see my biceps? Okay? Uh, anyways, but... They should just have an arm wrestling contest. It's over. Kang wins. Earth conquered. He he jacks up his arm, so it's like three times as big. Still loses. Still loses. Now... Yes. What Now, I just had this thought, because there is a couple things that I did realize they didn't touch on in this yep. trailer, really. Yep. I don't remember seeing Bill Murray in this trailer. True. Right? Yep, we got so, in the first one, not in this most recent. So they're keeping Bill Murray's role kind of secluded. Okay. So that's probably a good thing. Okay. We we did see Modoc, and we did see that he has an actual face. Mm. So I'm very happy about that. I was a yeah. little worried that we weren't going to get his face. Now. Why were you worried about that? I don't know, because I'm like, in the comics, his face is ugly and gross, and I want to see it. Sure. You know? Sure, so you're you know going to just alter the character too well, much. all you saw was like the robotic face covering, yeah. and then you're like, well, this kind of seems like a cop-out, you know? Mm. But I will say this. Okay. I okay. will say this. If his face looks anything on the lines of scars yep. or, 
or the uh, face little hologram in yes. Thor 4, yeah. just stay with the robot face. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't care at that point. Yeah. I don't care at that point. But that's all we really – like, the, the, that's cool information. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know Modoc's role. We, we know that he's with Kang. That's about it. So I'm open to that. Yeah. I'm open to that. And I'm open to whatever the – and Bill Murray's thing. So <laughs> – Two things we didn't get out of that trailer, but everything else, I feel like I know what to expect from this movie, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, I, I really, I really <laughs> hope we're not sitting in the movie theater a month from now, uh, you know, forty-five minutes in, going, "Oh crap, we haven't seen this scene in the trailer yet. We know that it's coming. That's going to be the end of the movie. I've already seen part of the end of the movie from the trailer. Like, I don't want that. No, I don't either. In trailers. And, it, again, it's not needed. Just like we said with The Mandalorian. Just tell us, hey, this is when the movie's coming out. That's very close to all you have to do. You don't need to show anything that is critical to the plot of the movie. And where I'm worried is I don't know, after 2022, I don't know if there is the appropriate synergy between that Marvel marketing arm and the Marvel movie-making arm where they're aligned as far as Hey guys, uh, you guys that made the movie, you're cool if we show this scene, right? Looks pretty cool. We're gonna put it in the trailer. Is that is that good? This dialogue, wow, Jonathan Majors, what a great voice. He's gonna say he's gonna destroy Ant Man. Let's do that. And the movie makers are going, they just gave away the whole thing, right? And so, the, the first trailer was good because it, it teased a little bit. Yep. Said, hey, Bill Murray's in yep. this, and then it was over. And it was like, oh, yeah, this looks interesting. Kang's in it. He looks like a badass. That's all yep. I needed. Yeah. Uh, and and Kang, the look of Kang is probably the best part of the trailer. It looks he looks terrific. Not only because you got Jonathan Majors, but his costume looks very comics on point, which is great. But it doesn't look dorky. No. Like no. you look at Kang in the comics and you're like, dorky. He could. He's he could. a little dorky. But yeah. this looked like it translated really well. One of the aspects of Kang that I thought was awesome from the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes cartoon that my kids and I have now watched too many times is his ability to just produce weapons what feels like out of thin air. It's awesome. Like he's got an axe, sword, boom. He's always double fisting the weaponry. That's fantastic. So I hope that is, uh, it's a very creative, very Green Lantern-esque move. I would love to see that come through in the movie. Right? That would be fantastic. Yeah. Right? You're just imagining and boom, there's the weapon. I'm hoping someday we get enough fandom mm-hmm. where they'll just edit a gun into my hand. <laughs> yeah. Someday. That'd, that'd be great. Someday. I, I, I tell you what, I can't, I still can't totally believe because I was in a state of disbelief when the news that the first Ant-Man movie was going to come out. I was very skeptical. I can't believe we're about to get a third Ant-Man movie. And being excited about it. Also true. I'm genuinely also excited surprising. about it. Yeah. Like, Ant-Man, I was like, okay, it's Paul Rudd. I'm going to go see it regardless. Sure. Second one came out, and I was like, okay, the Wasp's in it. We get a new character. Well, mm-hmm. we had her in the first one, but yep. we get a focus of them working together. Yeah. Great. And then this one comes out, and you're like, this one actually looks good. Easily good, the most you know? weight that they're trying to attach to it with the introduction of Kang. To right? Ant-Man. Ant-Man, right. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, that was, sorry, but it, it was filler between Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, for sure. Right? And so it was, hey, it's a Marvel movie. I'm going to go see it. But there's no way that it can be of the same you know, tone or level as Infinity War. It wasn't. It was fine. And this is the first Ant-Man movie that uh, has that weight, has that heft, that they're trying to introduce a extremely important villain that's going to be, that's already been a part of the Marvel Universe, thanks to Loki, and is going to continue to be for probably at least a couple of years. That's a big deal. This is a level up, potentially, for Ant-Man. So, to be determined, but the trailer gave us... Uh, what felt like too much, so here's hoping it's not actually too much. We'll see. I'm hoping so too. I there's no need for any more trailers. You're good nope. to go. Nope. Yep. Don't tell me anything else. Yep. 
and you know we'll get more, but you know, for well. sure, for sure. All right. So on the 2023 note, it's time for another classic. JP and the Beans top five. This was inspired by the Secret Invasion show that the official release date still has not been given. We know it's coming. We're predicting. You've heard it here multiple times. March. So a couple months out at most. I'll double down. You bet. It's going to be March. We wanted to talk about, and it took on the shape of a top five, what characters that we've seen so far in the MCU, if it turned out that they were scrolls, this whole time would be the most shocking, disrupting, mind-melting, surprising reveals possible. So... And we did take cop-outs of, out of this list. So yes. anybody who died yes. and they bring back via... Well, and let me rephrase that. People that died that like had like the perfect ending. So Iron Man, Captain America, Black mm-hmm. Widow. Mm-hmm. Those are the three. Yeah. Yeah. Main kahunas. Right. So if like... I mean, they could bring back like Whiplash, for instance, but it would be like... Why? Goodness. You know? Right. Right. Like, be... Why? You're like, oh, Mickey Rourke is back? <laughs> not that. And by the way, he was good with Blasher. That's not, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I'm from a general MCU perspective. There is no reason to bring Whiplash back. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. So. It's great. Yes. It's great. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Would you, how about you go first? You want me to go first? You go first. Hit us with your number five. Okay, so top five people, if they were a scroll. Now, I will say this going in. I, coming up with this list from my perspective, I was trying to think of influence. Mm-hmm. Okay, because mm-hmm. these guys are little bastards, okay? They like to sneak in. They like to take powers. Yep. They like to just replace. They're great at what they do. Right. So number five, I said M'Baku. Nice. Now, Why? Did I say M'Baku? Great. I'll tell you exactly why. Because M'Baku was in a position Mm -hmm. to be the leader of Wakanda Mm -hmm. at the end of Wakanda Forever. Meaning, Mm -hmm. a scroll would have prime power and possession of one of the most powerful countries. And resources. And resources. And he got it. Yeah. Secretively. Yep. So proud of you with that pick. So I'm going to say M'Baku at number five. That is a great pick. Thank you. It's a great pick. Okay. <laughs> oh, this this is fun. I'm really enjoying this topic. All right. My, my number five is Happy Hogan. You know what? I thought about it. <laughs> I did. I actually thought about it, and then I was like... Right now, they don't really have a reason to bring him back outside of uh, Armor Wars with War Machine. Like, that's yep. the next time he'll come back. Because they, they can cut his ties with Spider-Man. So I there's no it. reason to... Be- I know it. Always on always on the periphery, right? Mm-hmm. Always associated with the right people, right? Having full trust. Like, there's not a soul of, you know, amongst the Avengers that if Happy Hogan were to walk into a room or be found in a place where you're going... Why would Happy be here? That they would even question. It's like, he's Tony's right-hand man. He's happy. He's he's with him always. He's always been in support. He's kind of got that, you know, bumbling aspect where if he does something a little off-kilter, out of character, easily explained away, right? just happy being happy, right? So, number five for me, Happy Hogan. I thought about having him, but yep. I uh, had other permanent him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this is so much fun. Okay. My number four. I'm going to go with Valkyrie. Another one I thought about four. and didn't mm-hmm. put on. Mm-hmm. How do we know she's actually an Asgardian? How difficult would it have been for her to understand that she's a scroll, right? She's out in space drinking her sorrows away. We think she's this exiled Asgardian. What if she's actually a scroll? We had infiltrated Asgard once upon a time, got a little too attached to the people she was supposed to be infiltrating, and then, of course, it all went to heck, thanks to Hela. She ends up, you know, in the boonies of space, 
And then here comes Thor, like, oh my goodness, hey, I, you're one of the Valkyrie. And all of a sudden, my gosh, here's an opportunity to get back into the fold, into the mission. And even if she's abandoned the mission at this point, hey, it's in her best interest, right? She's all of a sudden got purpose again. She gets attached again to the Asgardians. And so Valkyrie, my number four. My number four. I have Wasp. Nice. Now, this one's a little yes. tricky, but yes, I think um, she's more of a prominent character than you'd think. Yep. And then, uh, I mean, being close to pin Particles, mm-hmm. she, the scroll probably aren't going to use it on themselves because they can just shrink and do whatever they want because okay. they're power thieves, you okay. know? But maybe for, like, other stuff, you know? Okay. They want to sneak a bomb into somewhere, you know, or they want to sneak pulp, you know? Yeah. Whatever, because yep. they're sneaky. They like to sneak stuff around. They are. They're sneaky little devils. Yeah. yeah so can't be trusted. You know, they want to sneak something big. Yep. Shrink it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So and then just also being very close to Hank Pym. Yep. That from technology. That and just that smart of a mind and just have access to that brain. And it's very related to shape shifting, right? right? I mean, the physical form is changing this time, just in terms strictly of size, but. Very closely related. Right. You bet. So that's my number four. That's great. All right, who's your number three? Number three. Yep. I have Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, good. Because. Yes. Okay, and I you think. You do. You've got a great theme of influence here. That's right. really good. And I think and I think Thunderbolt Ross, from an actual like standpoint, mm-hmm. political power in the United States, yep. um, on top of that, you have him being the main contributor of the of Civil War. Splitting the heroes up. Right. Why would the scroll right. the want the instigator of that whole hullabaloo? Right. It benefits them if they're all on separate teams. Great point. Right. So you have that. Yeah. Um, he's also um, going after Black Widow. So then he's hunting down all these Avengers. You know how easy it is to replace superheroes if you just take them yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. You got him imprisoned. Very right. great opportunity to swap them out. For sure. Oh, for sure. Great. How do we not know when yeah. they capture him in the raft? Right. Towards the end of Civil War, yeah. Cap comes back, takes Falcon, Ant-Man. Right. Great opportunity to swap them out with right. Skrulls. Any great one of them. Any one of them could yeah. be swapped out at that time. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ross number three. It's a great pick. Great pick. Okay. My number three is Ned. Peter Parker's best bud, Ned. This is not what I thought of, but I was trying to think of, like, I literally, I thought about the Spider-Man movies, and I'm like, is there anybody? I'm like, mm-hmm. ah. I think it's very in line with the tragic character of Peter Parker to be betrayed by his best friend. Like, what happens if Peter Parker finds out Ned has been a scroll this whole time? That's devastating. And the scrolls go, like, the scrolls. Hear, hear me out here, right? The scrolls identify Peter Parker before... Oh, no, I'll go, I'll go one step further, okay? We think Iron Man has figured out Peter Parker's Spider-Man, right? Let's say he has. That's great. Who's Iron Man's right-hand man? Happy Hogan. Therefore, Happy Hogan, as a scroll, says, hey, we need, to, we need to find a way to get in with this guy. They swap Ned out. No one's the wiser. No one's, you know, no one's really worried about, hey, is, is Ned there? Is Ned not there? Very easy to do that with just an average kid. This is getting a little frightening as I'm describing it. But Ned, Peter Parker finds out, devastated, right in line with the tragedy of okay. the Spider-Man character. So can you imagine this? That happens. Go for right? it. Do it. He comes back. Yep. Jacked. Also, also a little crazy, uh-huh. right? Because he's been kidnapped by yes. Scrolls. Yes. And then yes. Hobgoblin. Yes. God. Perfect. We're so good at this. This is great. We're so good at this. This is great. All right. My number two. My number two. And then there's kind of there's kind of a theme here with with mine. Yours is influence, which is great. Uh, Mine is very rarely the primary character. It's the supporting character. Okay. Okay. Wong, number two. Okay. All right. Magic. All of a sudden, the scrolls have magic on their side. You want to know who could so easily debilitate Doctor Strange? Like, hey, we need this guy out of the way. Wong, he's right there. Would Stephen Strange ever see it coming? No, because in spite of his cynicism and narcissism, he trusts Wong so much. 
and Wong even, even gets himself in the position to be Sorcerer Freaking Supreme. Pretty impressive. Wong. Scroll. So my number two. And I don't know why it's number two. But I have Star Lord. Because, you know, you need right. somebody on the cosmic level. There you right? go. Sure. And sure. think about Thanos. Mm-hmm. And then that fight on in Infinity War where, you know, he just loses his shit. Mm-hmm. What if that made sense? Mm-hmm. You know, what if that just made right. sense? Like, he actually right. lost. He realizes, right. crap, they're going to beat him. Do you know how many people, first of all, were just angry at Chris Pratt <laughs> for that? They're like, you know, you. Chris Pratt sucks. You're the reason half ev- you everyone died. And he's like. I say character, guys. Fictional story. Right. So, I mean, can you imagine if it actually made sense from a story perspective? But looking back, I think it might take away from that character. But either way. Either way. Like, I think Star-Lord, I think you're going to see, it looks like he's actually going to have a team Mm -hmm. in this new one. Mm -hmm. So, to have that person in power of in that cosmic level. Right. You bet. He's got the trust of the galaxy. Right. Mm. So, Great. I'm going to say Star-Lord number two. Okay. And, right. and my number one. Let's hear it. I said Wong. Nice! I said Wong. Nice! Because I think about it this way. Yes, he's the Sorcerer Supreme mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Before any of that happens. So, right. automatically, he is, when it comes to magic, he's the man. Okay. That's number one. N- number two. All right. Have you noticed Wong's been popping up in everything? Ooh. Wong has been mm-hmm. the Phil Coulson of Phase Four. Too much, you could say. Too much. What's no. he has no business being in She Hulk. No. He has no business being in She. He had no business in being Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. All right. He was also in Spider Man. Yep. And he was in Doctor Strange. Those two made sense. Oh boy. But there's a lot oh going on where it's like. Yeah. Wong's here? And it also shows in Shang-Chi that he has connections to Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. He has connections to Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. He has connections to whoever else was in that room. I can't think of off the top of my head. I think that was it, but there might be one more. Either way. Um, was, was it Koye in the room? It was a Koye. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. So, yeah, good Wakanda. Pull. Good pull. So, in Love my it. thought process, Love it. Wong makes the most sense mm-hmm. for his influence. Mm-hmm. He's a protector of the Earth. You take out the one of the main protectors of Earth. Mm-hmm. There you go. Love it. I got Wong at one. Okay, it's a great, outstanding, number one choice. My number one, and, and this is perhaps for just the sheer devastating effect and impact it would have. Bucky Barnes as a scroll. But would that not just hurt? Would that not just suck? Like you found out he actually did die in that Russian train. Exactly. Exactly. He falls off the train. No, Bucky's actually dead. He didn't survive. He's gone. He's toast. Hydra finds the body, right? Hydra at this point has already been infiltrated by the Skrulls. Like, they're on Earth way before any of us really knew about it. Way before Captain Marvel. Okay? And they go... We're going to do the long game here. We don't know when, but there will be a time when we can take advantage of this and we're going to reinsert this individual back into Captain America's life. And he's a freaking scroll. Bucky Barnes, number one. I have no idea if it actually makes sense, okay? I don't. I think it's really thin, but I think the devastation of, oh, Bucky's actually dead? Like, what if Steve Rogers finds out about that? Right? If Steve is still around. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't that know. That would hurt. That would like... That would hurt. Yeah, because it would be like reopening a wound he oh. thought was closed. Oh. After, after all the work he did to get after him back. After all the relational work they put in, the time. Man, I would... Yeah. Honestly, I would be, be devastated from the sense of all that character progression yeah, also for Bucky. True. Also true. I'd be I, like, I would hate it. I would not want this to happen. Oh, I would absolutely I would hate it too. I would not want this to happen. But you're right. absolutely right. It'd be like... It would hurt. Oh, he actually did die. That'd be yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. That'd be pretty deep. So uh, there you go. There's there's another classic and outstanding JP and the Beans top five. Just shows, among other things, how excited we are for Secret Invasion. That's going to be a 
banger. It's gonna be toy. It's it gonna is. be toy. It's gonna be quite. I'm excited. Quite neat. Oh, yeah, man. it's great. Well, I think moving forward, we've got obviously Ant Man Quantum to look forward to. Next pod, we're probably making some predictions, which is gonna be fun. It's true. That's we coming will up. Be. So that's glorious. And I'm just looking forward to seeing it and having a chance to recap some of that fresh content. That's going to be outstanding. That's great. Beans, anything else you want to give the good people before we sign off? Good question. I have nothing. It's great. I have nothing. It's great. Well, I've got an assignment. I've got to go watch a little book of Boba Fett to catch myself up on some Mando action. So I've got some work to do. I've got until March. I can. I think I can tweet. You got time. I got time. I'm not going to say make, give yourself time because... <laughs> <laughs> Those first couple episodes. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go straight. I don't blame you. I'm going straight to the. Just watch like a summary yep. of the first three. Yep. Um, yeah, that's what YouTube's for. I think it's. I think it's episode four. Mando comes in. Yep. I'll figure it out. Episode four or five. Yep. He. I'll tell you what. Yeah, the first episode he comes in, he comes in right away. Nice. They don't waste time, nice. and then it just becomes Mando led for the last three episodes. So perfect. That's my advice to you. Just Perfect. wait till he appears and then follow the breadcrumbs. Counsel received. So. Yeah. Yeah. Big but fan. On that note, um, go check us out on YouTube. You bet. At JP and the Beanstalk. Go subscribe. Mm-hmm. Right? I do some funny shorts, I think. He does. I think, they're, I think they're hilarious. Thank you. They're Appreciate fantastic. it. I try medium level. Now, um, so we have that there. Um, go follow us at TikTok at Magic Beans Productions. Um, And then, yeah, that's all I got. We love it. Appreciate you guys. On that note, Godspeed. Peace. Love it.